Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Hello, everyone. I am back with another Monday episode. I know, another double dose. Um, Today is just a short episode, but I wanted to touch on a question that. I've been asked in interviews, but also I've been asked um, by you guys on social media. And I've also had some authors on the podcast ask about it as well. And this is discussing whether I am, or yeah, they are a planner or a pantser. So, and I want to already apologize if I say prancer, (laughs) because I know this is super weird, but I'm just, when I think of pantser, I'm just, I don't know, I think of prancer in the, like, um, Rudolph stories, the Christmas Christmas stories of deer, because it's like, ding, 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 when it, when, when I think of pantser, I think of prancer as in, like, just, like, a deer running along. Um, anyway, anyway, so if someone is new to this or they're new to writing and they're like, what is a pantser? So I'm going to explain this in my um, best terms I can possible. I would say a pantser is a writer that doesn't do too much planning. It's like, okay, cool. I've had this instant download for a book or I'm, I see this character clearly and I just want to go ahead with this story and start writing. And I'm going to let the characters tell their own journey. I'm just going to go with it. I'm not going to put any specific structure or planning behind it. And then a planner is obviously the opposite of that. So they are putting a strict, I don't want to say strict, but they're putting a plan together in place. They want to know um, the plot lines and exactly what is going to happen next to create the pacing of their story. They already know what is going to happen next before they've written it. Now, at least that is what I thought when I first started writing and when I first heard about these concepts. Now, when I first started writing, I still, I have probably three manuscripts that are so terrible that will never see the light of day and I hope they never see the light of day apart from the times that I'm feeling down and I want to go and find that file and realize how far I've come in life (laughs) and both of those I had no idea what I was doing whatsoever um And I think that those moments for any writer are so important. And as I'm sure you know, if you've been listening to this podcast or if you're a writer yourself, you may, you know, so many authors have those. And I think they're liquid gold because it's where you start, you know, usually your first story, whether it's a novel or whether you're starting with short stories or whatever it is, is not going to be a New York Times bestseller. If it is, you're amazing. I love you. But it definitely doesn't work that way for me. And I know it doesn't work that way for um, a lot of other people as well. However, 
um, back on track to pantsing and prancing. When I first wrote the book that I was like, no, I'm taking this seriously. And I think there is a moment for everyone and where they know that, okay, cool, this is going to be something a little bit different. You know, I've, I've played around and I'm ready to go into something a little bit more. And from the authors that I've spoken to, everyone has that moment to a degree or not. Maybe you don't really know that moment, but there's a feeling within you. It's an intuition where you're like, no, there's something different about this story. And you don't know how it's going to be reached or you you don't know who it's going to reach, but you just know that there's something different and you know, you know, it's good enough, right? You're ready to bet on yourself. And with my first book, I signed to a publisher. It was a rom-com. I don't write in rom-coms anymore. So it was kind of just where I thought that my journey was going to be. Um, It might come full circle and go back to that at some point. I'm thinking, but maybe not. Who knows? At the moment, I'm a young adult fantasy dystopian writer and I love that space so much. And I have so many more stories coming through for me in that, in those genres. But um, yeah, it was a rom-com and I had the characters so clearly and I did not have plot and I did not have a plan whatsoever. And I would say that that whole story was definitely pantsed because I was on the seat of my pants <laughs> writing that story. I felt really clearly with it. I felt, um, you know, the emotion was finally coming through right with me. But when I first went to an editor to be like, hey, help me with this, the first developmental edit was, you know, this is great, but you're really missing some of the major pacing. You're really missing some of the major storyline where you've got, you know, your characters are great, but you're really missing those moments to really bring it together into a story. And best advice that I ever could have had because then I really dove into, okay, cool, I need to really work on creating a story that is very well paced, that is easily read by the reader, that there's no jarring moments or you know, everything is is moving at the right pace of how a story could be. I went deep into the study of that. And now, since that, and since talking to many authors, I don't think there is, I mean, there, there could be, you could be one or the other, I'm not going to say there isn't. Um, but for me, Am I a pantser or am I a planner? I would say that I am completely in between. I used to be like this very, no, I don't want to plan things because, you know, I want my characters to take me on this journey and I want to see where they go. And I I love being able to dive into a different world and just just see what happens. You know, it's like, it's the biggest joy of being a writer, right? But particularly now I write in series as well and I want to make sure that my pacing and my writing is really built up into that addictive way so that the writer the reader is feeling oh my god yes what's next what's next what's next and they feel the build-up and they feel the emotional tension and they feel the physical tension and they feel that ultimate climax (laughs) you want to feel it all right so um I would say that I am in between a planner and a pantser and I'm going to explain how there's different ways that I have, I do work with this and there might be a thousand different authors that could give you a thousand different ways as well. But I, and once again, find the right way that's best for you. 
about how to find that happy medium within both to make your um, story come out the best way possible. And this is, once again, why I created the Writer's Journal, which is a journal helping you craft the story that you were born to write. So I am using this now. I used it for my last book because I was playing around with it before I launched it and I just wanted to make sure that it was this journal was also paced correctly for how I like to work and for how I've spoken to a lot of other authors about how they like to work as well. So when it comes to planning for me, not all the time, but most of the time in my stories, for me, a character comes first and I see the characters and I see their interaction together, usually through the two main characters who are going to have the, the romantic um, story because I always have romance elements throughout throughout my stories. And so I see those two. Um, my protagonist is really strong always and I just am... I think I just keep getting given these stories because this is the tagline of how I've tagged myself as an author. But I used to say that um, I write stories about rebel girls who change the world. Now I've kind of narrowed that down even more because it seems to be I write stories about rebel girls who break down realms. And so I see that character and I see the fight that they're getting out of, right? Or the the thing that they want to change and the, the drive within them to to have their own hero's journey and break down whatever they're there to break down. Now, that also leads into a little bit of plot. Uh, previously, I used to just write one or two chapters to kind of just, if I've got this download of this person, well, obviously a girl because my main, main protagonist is always usually a girl. If I have um, this person coming through my mind, then I will just need to get out a chapter or two and it could be complete mess. But it's just, it was an initial start to try and hear this voice that was coming through me essentially and to let it out onto, I was about to say the page, but really when you first start writing, I'm typing it onto my keyboard. Um, so yeah, that is how I used to start. Sometimes I do, but now I like to be a little bit planned because usually I know that whenever I have stories, they are a little bit bigger than a one page book. This is a long story that I want to take on an absolute journey and it's a, it's a big upheaval that my character has to break down and it can't be told in, in one single book. So this is how I now use the journal to half plan while I can still prance. So to start off with for me, because I am a, um, a like I'm a character, usually the characters come through me first. I think it's like character driven writing. I don't know why I just went blank on that. I will first drop down the, the full things of the protagonist like I, that because that is the first thing that comes through to me, right? I'm going to answer all the questions in this journal about the protagonist. So I know her or him if I have a male protagonist in other books inside out like completely inside out I know exactly who they are I even come up with their name and the meaning behind their name um I know they're defining physical attributes I know exactly how they look I know their style and what they wear and how they walk and how they view themselves and how the outside world around them or the other main two characters kind of view them as well from their own perspectives and what they're going through so I'll really start with the protagonist and usually when I start to get clear on the protagonist which is a couple of pages of this book of really diving in so the writer's um the writer's journal really diving into 
you know, what are their family members? Are they insecure about anything? And when I know them that much, I can start to see the other two supporting characters, which is usually for me a best friend and um, their love interest as well. And I'll see those three main people. From there, I'll just write a couple of the world, I'll just answer a couple of the world building questions. So, okay, cool. Now I have those characters and I really know them strongly. I don't know the full plot yet of what's going to happen. I usually know the overriding question because that's come through. It's like, oh my God, there's this girl, like, it'll be like, there's this girl who wants to blah, blah, blah. For instance, it was in the Social Games trilogy, it was... Um, there's Alexa and she is living in a world where social media controls everything and she's a little rebel. Curiosity is practically illegal in this town and she's fed up. She's ready to take it down. So obviously that question is going to provide a little bit of a plot line, but I don't know all the scenes, right? But essentially you could classify some of that as planning. So then I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to keep going with the... Um, social games trilogy here then I'll answer a little bit of the world building questions so I'll be like okay cool where are the scenes going to be based where is she standing when I'm first thinking about these first couple of chapters what is it about and so in book one block and delete Alexa is in this island called Cora Island and she starts off in this completely futuristic island and she is standing at the double doors of her school, which her school is actually a skyscraper. Everything is run by bots. Everything's run by facial recognition. Everything is done for her. And it is super futuristic. And so I had to visualize this world of exactly what everything looked like. What does the bot bots look like? How would you explain them? Are they, I think I name a lot of them as colorless and monotone and everything's very bland and no one ever drops a smile off their face because if they drop a like, if they drop their smile, then they're going to lose a like and that controls their future, etc. Everything's very streamlined. Everything's very clean. Everything's very well-faced. And you start to see this whole um, visual around you. And when you start to dive into that, it's almost like you're diving in the world. Even just sitting there talking about that, I felt like I was walking through her school going up into the elevator onto the onto the 50th floor of her first class of maths class while she looks down on the rest of the city of skyscrapers in their very dreary 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 island that never sees the sun and is always cold cool now I've got elements and that is the world building section right so but you know what that's not a whole world that's just a couple of things but it builds on it and it builds on the idea so I don't need to answer all of the world questions in world building. I'll just see those first few couple of scenes because I want to leave, there's a part of me that wants to leave some parts open because I'm maybe I'm because I'm such a like, I want to be so clear on my decisions and everything that I do where I'm like, okay, cool. You need to, you need, and you need flexibility in something like writing. So I won't do the whole world building, but I will answer some of the initial questions of where the first scene is in the writer's um, journal. Then um, plot, I'll answer the beginning questions. I'm like, okay, cool. How does this begin? I already have my overriding question because usually that comes with me. And when you're starting to write something, I feel like that naturally will. It might not always, so you don't have to stress too much about that. But then I'll answer the first couple of questions. Okay, cool. So in the beginning, where does this, for instance, here are some of the questions in the journal. Where does the start of your book begin? Describe the physical details of the scene. Um, who is in the scene and what are they doing? 
what's some ideas of an opening line that will instantly get your story hooked? And you only need to answer those. I don't need to go into all the rest of the questions of major conflict, second major conflict. I can answer those and then start to write the book. I can start to write one or two or three chapters. And in those, while I'm thinking about the world, while I'm writing those chapters, I'll start to have some ideas and more will start to build out of me and I'll really create these these people in more depth or then I might think of another supporting character and I'm like, oh, cool, I've got this person. Then I'll come back to my journal and be like, cool, I need to know everything I can about this person because they're going to be a bigger character later in the book. And, oh, my God, I've just thought about the first conflict. I just need to jot down in the journal the first couple of things because I don't have time to keep going into this chapter right now. I've, I've maxed my time out that I have but I need to get this down on paper. And that is how I balance planning and pantsing. So when I say like none of this is a full plan, like I kind of might know where it's going to end up, but I haven't put that in pen just yet. I'm working on both of them as I'm going. So I would say that I sit somewhere in between because you could be, the truth is, I think you need some plan to know that everything's paced, to know that you have so many chapters for a beginning before you really need to throw a hook in for, um, or a turning point or a bit of conflict or something in of where the story is headed for your reader. You don't want your readers to get bored, number one. You don't want them to just sit there and have a cup of tea. You need them to take action and you need them doing things and you need to take them on a story a full journey and that is why I feel like I need to plan because otherwise you can just get lost in the blur um you can let your characters take you off path as well <laughs> and I'm sure if you're a writer you understand exactly what I mean by that and you know I if you're creating something and you're giving your time you want to make sure that um you, you're you're doing it in the best way that you can you're doing it in the most productive way that you can but you're doing it you don't want to I mean, everyone's going to have drafts and drafts and drafts and drafts, but if you can make this better and a better process from you from the start and really understand all aspects of story, then, you know, it's going to be a better process for you long-term. And that is how I, yeah, I use pantsing and print and Oh my God, I said it again, pantsing and planning with the writer's journal, which I highly recommend. If you want something where you can put everything together in once, as well as have accountability pages on the back of what you're going to get done that day or what you're going to get done that week or what you're going to get done for the next 16 weeks during this process of writing your book, then everything is in the Writer's Journal by Olivia Hillier that you can get on Amazon, that you can get at all your major retails, that you can get... Um, on my website, oliviahillier.com, and you'll also be invited into the private Facebook writers group on that as well, which is honestly such an amazing group and we can share everything that you're writing. It is your online group. So if you are isolated somewhere and you're like, I have no one. I th I used to think that until I until I started this podcast. Actually, I thought I was a complete loner in this and then I realised all the people in the world and around me that want to write a book. <laughs> And this is um this is the place where you can involve yourself in that and and um yeah help get that extra accountability and reach out and have questions or you know everything that you're going through in the process. So yes, the writer's advice journal by Olivia Hillier, crafting the story you're born to write. Grab it on Amazon. Grab it on my website. Amazon is free shipping. Um, if you have Prime, obviously. So yeah. 
Um, and reach out to me on social media. Let me know if you're a planner or a pantser or where you are sitting in between, what your structure and schedule is right now, what you need help with writing. Um, I'm here to hear it all. Share this episode with your friend if they are looking at being a writer as well. Maybe you could both grab the journal together and work through it together. It is so much fun and this is what it has been created for to create more beautiful stories and to get more creative like to get more creative and have more fun and more play in the world and um and learn as well so I hope you enjoy it I hope you love it and I will be in on Thursday well it depends on when you're listening to this but there will be another episode this week as well with um another incredible author that I cannot wait to share with you so thanks for listening to guys I love you